What's up, Crave? How we doing? Wonderful. It's great to see you. Uh, tonight is a little bit different if you have not already guessed. If this is your first time with us, we're so glad that you are here. We are actually wrapping up a series called Non-Negotiables. This has been our dating series. If you weren't here last week, you missed out on the fun awkwardness. Let me briefly recap, though, just so you can be a part of things. Uh, in week one, we talked about priority in dating relationships. And so making sure that we've got our priorities in line with the people that we're trying to date. Namely, if I'm a Christ follower, it's important to find somebody who's also pursuing relationship with Christ. Last week, we talked about purity, making purity a priority within your dating relationships, running from anything that simulates youthful lust, 2 Timothy 2.22, and surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you towards Christ. This week, we thought it would be fun, and maybe you did too, judging by the crowd that we've got here tonight. Uh, we've got some married couples on stage who are going to share a little bit about what marriage is really like. Uh, we've got some good questions lined up. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. We'll do some kind of icebreaker questions, and then we'll get into some fun stuff. So, starting with my newlyweds, tell us your names and how long you have been married. My name is Rob Z. Bolin, and we've been married for one year and five months this is off Two to months. a wonderful start that he did not know immediately i'm sarah bola it's a year and like three months <laughs> thank you sarah for being so decisive all right my my midlyweds my name is jc thompson Kristen. that's How my long? wife uh we have been married it will be 13 years in may on may 10th wonderful. lucky lucky number 13 Aw, come on, guys. All right, and my marriage veterans down there. I am Stuart Mathis. Jackie Mathis, and we've been married uh, 23 years and three months. Y'all yes. got to give a round of applause for, for two-plus decades. Come on. Yes. So we've got some newlyweds, we've got some midlyweds, and we've got some vets in the house tonight. Uh, what Thank I thought we would do to start, way, what was that? Thank you for putting it that way, Kevin. Yeah. You're, yes. Um, you guys ever see those Valentine's quizzes that go out on social media around this time of year? Okay. So I thought, and this is, these are the only questions I didn't give them in advance. So here's what I thought we would do. Uh, if the answer to the question is you, raise your hand. If it's your spouse, point at your spouse. Side note, this is one of the only times it's probably allowable to point at your spouse. Um, generally, you probably don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> Who was interested in the other person first? Okay, wow, unanimous. <laughs> Do you guys see it's a clean sweep? The guys were all interested in the girls first. The girls in the audience are like, yes, amen. Come on, boys, let's go. All right, uh, who said I love you first? We said it at the same time. There it is, thanks. <laughs> that's good, that's good. All right, let's go from the, from the happy and the funny. Who's the most impatient in your relationship? <laughs> interesting. I, I would not have guessed some of those answers. That's interesting. Uh, who's the most stubborn? <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> Depends on the day. I'm seeing a pattern that Stuart and Jackie are just on the same page uh, about everything. That's interesting. That's interesting. Who's the better driver? Whoa. Put your hand JC and Kristen, we'll have to come back to that later. Uh, who picks where you go to dinner? 
Stuart and Jackie, do you guys do this thing where it's like, what do you want? No, what no. do you want? Well, yes, I'll exactly. Whatever. I'll exactly. whatever. And then you're just mad? No, then we okay. just wind up at the same places to eat. You know, I guess. Chick- Chick-fil-A, right? We all know how that goes. Yeah, we'll just get Chick-fil-A. El Jalisco. Who hogs the TV remote? What what TV remote? Yeah, we don't. Oh, sorry, I, I walked right into that one. <laughs> Too cool for TV. I get it. That's it's all good. Who's the better singer? We both real bad. We, Sarah says they're both real bad. And we love each other bad. anyway. All of our car duets. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll no, get that on stage sometime. There's a charge for that, Kevin. <laughs> a big charge. In your married couple, who's the most sensitive? Oh, oh, this is kind of fun for me. I don't know how this is going for the married couples on stage. Uh, let's see. Most competitive? Not close. Yeah, I would point at JC on that one. For the record, and most of you know me, uh, and I'm very competitive, JC's the only person that I can confidently say is as competitive as me, if not more so. Um, so that, that should tell you something. Uh, and that'll, that'll be it for now. That'll be it for now. Um, all right, now we'll get into some questions that I actually gave you guys. We'll still stay with some icebreakers. We'll start with our newlyweds, Robsy and Sarah, and it's okay if your answers are different. Who is your favorite fictional couple? It can be movies, it could be TV, books, anything. Um, so the first one that comes to mind is obviously Aragorn and Erwin from Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> They're like one of the only couples that break races and get together. Um, Okay. And so it's just a it's a big thing in Middle Earth because they're all like I don't know we don't have time to get into like a sermon on yes, Lord Rob, of the Rings. Yes, Let me be very clear. We races. do not have time to get into the racial um, tension of Middle Earth. Okay, no, we, don't we don't have time for that tonight. <laughs> Can't even deal with it on our Earth, let alone Middle Earth. Okay. But um, but also Andy and April from Parks and Rec. That's a good one. That's a good That's one. A good one. Um, because I love how like they're so different. But at the same time, like, April's like, I never want to grow up. And Andy's like, we're going to do our taxes. But if you don't think I'm going to go get a marshmallow shooter and shoot you in the face with it on the way home, then you're wrong. And that's I just a, love that. That's a good one. Sarah, who's your favorite fictional couple? Um, so every time I would think of someone, I would be like, no, that's unhealthy. Don't pick them. Um, so I'm just going to settle on Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, even though she kills herself for him. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, okay if you I didn't don't understand know who they anything are. she I said I also don't there, have sermon time to tell anyone. <laughs> okay. I, did you say tuxedo man? That's I can't hear anything. Tuxedo mask. Do y'all know who that Never is? Never heard of tuxedo mask. Right. We don't know who that is. All right, over to JC and Kristen, your favorite fictional couples. I'll look that up later. You, wanna, you want me to go? Um, well, I think I'd have to say Jim and Pam from The Office. Uh, yeah, they're just so sweet. At first, I thought... Um, Ali and Noah from The Notebook, but it's kind of like so fake that it's like, <laughs> it, that can't be it. So, yes. can Jim I pause for a second? Real. Everyone look right here at me. The Notebook, unhealthy, fake. <laughs> it's not all it's cracked up to be. All right. Just I mean, it's that out really, there. really sweet, but yeah. Yes. I'll be honest, I don't really like romance on television or in movies, so Jim and Pam, I do like them. All that I could come up with was like, Speaking of Middle Earth, I was thinking of uh, Frodo and Sam, <laughs> which are not a couple, but <laughs> they're just best friends, guys. They're okay, best we don't friends. have time to unpack that one either. Yes, Ash and Pikachu are another one. Uh, 
Guys, it took yeah. one real question for this to go completely <laughs> off the rails. This is great. This is great. Stuart and Jackie, pull us out of the muck and mire, your favorite fictional couple. All I could think of was Nemo with Dor Marlon and Dory. <laughs> I don't remember finding Nemo or finding Dory that way, but, but yes. Yes. Maybe they weren't really a couple. I didn't Clarifying, non-romantic, like just as a pairing, you're yes, saying. Okay, yeah. got it. Sure, sure. Okay, Stuart. Well, I think by the end of that, that kind of, you know, when they were at the anemone, you know, and all that at the end, <laughs> you know, taking the kid to school and all that, I think that they had moved on. So. Right. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> I'll, well, go, I'll go with me. With the, um, I'm going to go way back, and I'm going to go with the Flintstones. Oh, Fred and yeah. Wilma. Fred and Wilma or Barney and... Uh, Fred and Wilma. He was a shouter, so maybe don't be a shouter in your relationships. But, but yes, no, that's good. That's good. All right, we're going to stay with our, our vets, and I'm going to ask you guys, and either one of you can answer, how did y'all meet? Um, well, we met in a bar in Charleston. I should have vetted these answers more. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Kev. No, I appreciate that. I don't want to get you know, hit by lightning. Okay, fair enough. So y'all met out. Yes, we were out in Charleston. <laughs> you were out. Okay, fair enough. JC and Kristen, how did y'all meet? Uh, we did not meet at a bar. We met at a church service. I actually, but it's still not innocent. Hey, I hey, actually, both are clearly valid. Both are clearly valid. Yes, meet anywhere, okay? I was on the balcony, and I looked down, and I see Kristen from the balcony. So I did the most baller move ever. I walked downstairs and I said, hey, and that was it. That's how we met. Okay, high schoolers, thumbs up or thumbs down. Was that the most baller move ever? Thank you, thank you. Hey, 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 From the balcony. He had the courage Up's to go top, talk to her. Go. The answer is yes. Yes, that's pretty good. Was it, it a, work. Excuse me, can you pass the microphone for one second? Kristen, was it a baller move? Yeah, I mean, it worked. Hey, Here we are. it worked. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Okay, Sarah and Robsy, how did y'all meet? We met on a dating app. A dating app? Yeah. Ooh, all right. Hey, all kinds of different ways. I hope that you Which heard. App? Which app did they meet on? Okay, Cupid. Oh, okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. Is that, is that my is that? It's because it asks you a lot of things more than just, like, gives you a box to fill in. Because okay. guys don't do good with the boxes. Sweet. What I hope you heard out of all of that is you can meet somebody anywhere. As you're out getting dinner, as you're at church, if you're on a dating app, you could do a lot of different. Did y'all? Did y'all? Did y'all get dinner? Um, a couple. <laughs> JC. <laughs> For those of you in the room who don't know this, in addition to looking similar, JC's also my boss, so he's really enjoying just turning that dial. Um, okay, I'm gonna start with JC and Kristen this time. What told you that this was the one? Now, Kristen, it could just be that baller move of him coming up and saying, hey, but, but Kristen, how'd you know JC was the one? Two things. Um, early on in our, I don't even know if we were dating at this point. I think it was before we were dating. We were filming a promo for summer camp, and JC was, like, climbing into a dryer, and he jumped into a pool in, like, 40-degree weather. He was doing, like, all this crazy stuff, so... I was like, yeah, he's pretty cool. He's adventurous, do whatever. I don't know, it kind of caught my eye. He's not very adventurous now. But <laughs> at the time, he was. So that was one thing. And then the second thing, um, we had been dating for a couple years, and my freshman year of college, I lived in Argentina. 
for a year. And so I think just going through um, him still being here, me living in Argentina, and just a big growth um, in our relationship and having to learn how to communicate and get over that hurdle of our relationship, I think that's kind of when I knew, okay, he's, he's the one if we can make it last through this part. Before JC answers the same question, I want to point out two things from her answer. One, JC and Kristen have been together since high school. So even though I'm the, the, the mean guy who's like, hey, your high school relationship probably won't last, sometimes they do. And sometimes distance can even work for a season. So don't miss that. JC, when did you know that Kristen was the one? Well, uh, Chris, while I do agree that I am more stubborn than she is, um, she, there are a few people in this entire world that I've ever met that will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me when it comes to anything. And so that, she does that. She, um, I feel like she understands what it means to be equal and doesn't cower away from having a strong opinion which I have many strong opinions, so that, that's one thing. And then, I, like when we were going through all the stuff in Argentina, I just could not imagine my life not having her in it. And so, I even had to convince her that she was wrong one time, uh, that yes, you are supposed to be in my life, whether you like it or not, but, um, but yes. Hear that persistence, fellas, don't give up, don't give up. All right, let's come over to our newlyweds. Sarah, when did you know Robsy was the one? Um, so me and Robsy were dating, like old school dating, not my boyfriend. Um, and then I told him that I just thought we should be friends and that it wasn't really doing it for me. Um, and so I had some stuff at my home because he was trying to like really imprint there. And um, I was returning it to him and I'm a terrible driver from the first game. Um, and so I text and drive, did text and drive all the time. And so he got me a car mount to go in my car and he had ordered it like a week before this. And so I'm telling this boy that I don't want to date him and I'm bringing him back his stuff. And he gives me the car mount instead of like just tossing it. And I remember going home and like crying to my roommates and being like, I think I'm supposed to marry him. He cares about my life. Um, and so then I think we were friends for like a week and then I forced him to kiss me. So then we were dating again. Um, but the real, real reason, Hello. the real, real reason is that, um, Robsy will talk about Jesus all the time and we would go on dates downtown and, um, like homeless people would be rock walking around and asking for things and he would be like, man, I don't have any money on me, but I can pray for you right now. And he would. And it was just something that like, I've never seen a male figure do ever in my life and so that was very attractive yeah you clap for that clap it up i should have said at the start you feel free to clap or say awe or woo or whatever at any point tonight and also i want to point out how attractive she found jesus in a in a person to pursue so guys and girls don't don't miss that robsy when did you know sarah was the one for you um i knew pretty on pretty early on like, you know how we said to ask questions, and then we said in that second date, me and Sarah had that five-hour conversation. And then after that five-hour conversation, I was like, I can marry this girl. Like, this meets all of my boxes, and it's all my essentials for, like, dating, and she can not only just have this conversation with me, but, like, I can learn things with her. 
That's good. I love it. I love it. All right, over to Stuart and Jackie. Jackie, when did you know Stuart was the one? Well, it's kind of a long story, but um, from on my side, uh, Stuart was very persistent. Um, and so he was living, he was living in um, Connecticut. Uh, he was in the military, and he was going to be gone for years. And I just wasn't willing to have a committed relationship at 22 to someone who was going to be living in another state, and he didn't want to get married. And so he was like, it's either committed completely or nothing. And I was like, fine, nothing. And maybe a year later, um, I dated another guy, and I broke up with him, and then I found myself just crushed because this was the guy I missed. That's a, that's a, aw, it's an aw moment. That's good. That's good. Stuart, when did you know? Well, um, you know, they say the, the first time you see somebody, you know, you get struck by lightning. I really did um, think that when I first saw her. Um, but then the feeling just kept getting stronger. And yes, we did go back and forth. That was a, a tough situation. And we, once we got engaged, I think it really cemented it for me was when we were talking about I was going to move here after we got married, and she said, I only have one requirement, and that you go to church. And I hadn't been going to church. I was in the Navy, and, you know, that wasn't on my thing. But I did, and that meant a lot, especially in retrospect looking at it, that that's just a wonderful thing that she cared that much about me, that she wanted me to go to church and for that to be a part of my life. That's awesome. And our life. Yeah, y'all clap it up. That's good. That's good. All right, we may not clap after this next one, though. We're gonna, uh, we want to ask real questions because the, the point of doing this, I hope you know, is so that you can get a glimpse. If being married is something you want to do in the future, and I think most of you would say probably yes, get a glimpse. Let's, let's talk about it. So this question is, what is the toughest thing about being married? And I won't call on any couple in particular. Who wants to go first? Anybody just, you got it on the tip of your tongue? You want to, all right, well, Stuart. I'll, I'll go first. There's, there's one that's really funny because, you know, it is, and everybody can attest to this. Where are we going to eat dinner? That is the hardest thing, and, we, it, yes. and it never gets easier, so just know that. Um, I'd say just learning how to communicate with each other is a challenge and learning how one person communicates and the other one communicates and just trying to get through those hurdles as you go through marriage. And it does actually change over time. You have kids, things change in your life, you know, your jobs change. So as you get older, that communication piece, I think, is uh, one of the things that you have to work on. That's a good answer. Yeah, we, we talked about communication, too. I don't want to steal Stuart's answer, and I feel like I should give you all more than that. So I think another tough thing is, like, you it, when you're dating, you can l- kind of, like, put your best self forward, and then, like, you go home, and then you can, like, be the rest of you. And so when you're married, like, you don't get to, like, hide the rest of you away. <clears throat> and so... And I don't think it's, like, deceitful. I think it's just what, what you do. Like, you do it at your job. You do it at school. So, but when you're married, like, you don't get, like, a place to go and be the rest of you. Like, the rest of you is just there. And so sometimes, like we were even talking last night, sometimes it can feel like you didn't even marry the same person that you were dating because they've got all this stuff that they're always doing and processing um, and so for me, like, that's a really tough thing of just not being able to go somewhere and, you know, be, be mad or be like, it's, sh- she's going to see everything. So you, you guys dating in high school have the luxury of just leaving him on red, 
right? Or just like not going on that date. But when you live with that person, surprise, there's only so many places to go. So yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I think the toughest thing for me was just transitioning from big eye to little eye, meaning like I could, when I was like living by myself and roommates or when I was even dish dating Sarah, like I could always, always think about like what Robsy wants, what does Robsy need? Robsy wants to stay up until 3 a.m. playing Overwatch, he can. If Robsy wants to just like eat leftover Thai food that's been leading out for two days, he can. <laughs> but like you can't do that in marriage, right? Because can and should are different things for the <laughs> yes. record, Robsy. Um, it's like I have to start considering Sarah in like every single action that I'm taking in my life. And so that was a, like a bigger transition for me just from going from like roommate life to like married life. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, any, anybody else want to add to that? Yeah, I, I was going to basically say the same thing. Like every decision you make involves now another person. You know, when you're this age and you're trying to decide what college you want to go to, your parents are like, do what makes you happy. But now you're taking a new job, you're buying a house, you're getting a pet. It's, it's a, now a group decision. I also think um, something in marriage counseling that they told us over and over was to try and out bless each other. Um, and that, you're like, oh, that sounds so good. Bless each other. And then you get the opportunity and you're like, I'm real tired and I don't want to do the dishes that you've been doing five days in a row. Um, and so I think just like the, well, you guys can really hear me breathe if I breathe out of my nose. Um, the struggle between, like you are both equal, but sometimes you have to carry the more. And then it's sometimes their turn to carry the more. And I think like those seasons where you trade off or where you are equal are just hard to navigate because of like communication or because of whatever you miss this month and it just is easier because they see all of you but it never gets like normal or hasn't gotten normal yet does that make sense fair enough <laughs> y'all got anything nope okay fair enough all right let's flip that coin and say what is the best thing about being married first. Wonderful. <laughs> I would say it's funny last night because we were going over these questions and JC's answer to your last question was it's for uh, it's that marriage is forever. I'm like what do you mean that's the worst thing about. Can I stop? Yeah. So JC was saying that it's forever is the worst thing. Yes. Okay. But what he meant was like you're with someone you have to be yourself all the time. Like Got there's it. no like escape like he explained it very well on stage. Yes. <laughs> but then my answer last night to the best thing about being married was, it's forever. <laughs> I'm like, w but it really is you have like a built-in best friend, um, do everything together. It's always an adventure, something fun um, to do all the time. I think that's, that's the best thing. Yeah, and I'd also say, I don't think between the two of us we'll ever lose at anything. So that's the other part for me. I mean, it does have to do with competition, but like, I'm building a family, like I'm building a household, and so I don't want a loser next to me. And I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying this, I know it's being recorded. If you're dating a loser, you don't want to be next to a loser forever. Come on. And so for me, I don't want, I did not want to be next to a loser. This one right here, she is not a loser. She is 100% a winner in every aspect of life. And so... We, we, 
we want to have the best family. I don't want to have a mediocre family. And so for me, like, I'm not just doing this with my best friend. I'm doing this with someone that I respect and admire and that I love. And so I, I would choose her over anyone and anything, unless we were playing basketball. I probably wouldn't choose her then. I love your explanation. Please don't go home and just be like, well, what I learned at church was don't date losers. Um, explain it. Explain it more. Just to be clear, was good. if you did learn that, that yeah, is I mean, also a great yes, thing. Yes, but just, just explain it. Just explain it. Your parents would be like, absolutely, great advice. I want to meet this, JC. He's wise. All right, uh, which of our other couples, vets or newlyweds, what's the best thing about being married? I love the fact that he always has my back. Like, no matter what happens you know if I mess up being a mom if I mess up at work if I mess up and wreck the car he is always supportive oh she has not wrecked the car just so you know <laughs> that's good not anytime recently anyways um I would say yeah I mean it's just you've got somebody that you can come home and talk to at any time they um there's not going to be judgment with it um you know and, and your spouse knows sometimes you just need to vent, and they and you need them to listen. And then sometimes you want them to try and help you fix it. And your spouse knows the difference after you've been married for a while, and it's a great thing to have that in there. And then, you know, you get to come home. You get to hug somebody, kiss somebody. You know, she's cute. I like her. Come on. I like to kiss her. Come on. There it is. That's good. That's good. Um, so when we were dating, we always talked about marriage as an endless sleepover. Um, because it really is like this is like this is my best friend in the whole world right and so we're just going to be staying at each other's houses for the rest of our lives so it's like a they fuse in the one house yeah um, the sleepover changes when you have children let me just tell you yep yes it just moves from bedroom to living room forts <laughs> pillow forts yeah that's the only change yes <laughs> don't ruin it for me guys um so I'm going to steal the, yes, the best friend answer for sure. But also, anytime I order something different at a restaurant and I hate it, Robsy will swap with me. And I don't know anyone else in the world that does that for me. So that's the best part. <laughs> I'd also eat pretty much anything. It's for sure the one-year marriage thing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, just yeah. send it back, get something else. Yeah, go to the same <laughs> restaurant and be like, why didn't you just order something different? You know this is bad. <laughs> Adventurous, so JC. I know you're not that anymore, but think back. <laughs> <laughs> to be, so to be clear, my wife and I have been married in between Robsy and Sarah and, and JC and Kristen, so we've been married for going on six years. We do this thing where we will each order separate things knowing we're going to split it, right? That's a good move, too. I like that because I would feel, like, really selfish if I ordered two things and then my bill was really high, but we, we split it. That's, that's the move. But I would, never, I would never do what you're talking about. If Julie <laughs> ordered something bad, I'd be like, well, <laughs> better stop somewhere on the way home. This is mine. That'll change. Uh, call this a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is, this is a fun question, and then we'll move into some couple-specific questions. What does Hollywood get wrong about marriage? And I'm excited about this because I'm saying this to all of you Crave students. So much of what you believe and so much of what you've seen about relationships you've gotten from Hollywood, whether it's a TV show, a movie, a book, it's romanticized. And I would tell you, I don't think that those relationships are particularly accurate or, or 
real to life. And so I'm asking all of you, um, well, I'll actually start with my, my vets. Stuart, what does Hollywood get wrong about marriage? Well, I think one of the biggest things is that it's all sunshine and unicorn and rainbows every single day. And it's not that way. You come home, you know, they're skipping through the door. I brought dinner and all that, you know, and it's, it's not that. It's real life. Um, yeah, it's laundry. It's dealing with the kids. Who's doing what? Got to take this kid here. Got to take this kid there. You know, all these different things that you have to deal with that they never show you in Hollywood. Yeah, it's boring. It's life. I mean, you know, when you go six months and you don't think anything's really happened in your life, but life has happened, and they don't want to focus on that. That's the biggest thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think that's what we talked about. We had already talked about this question. Um, yeah, I mean, it just misses out. And But I think what it misses out is that sometimes is the really good part. You know, the the fact that he'll go out and check on my chickens when it's raining I mean, Hollywood's never going to show that kind of stuff, but that's, that's the stuff that, you know, means more. I love that. All right. It's like a romantic comedy. I stand in the rain with my chicken eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. It's quite an image. I love that. I love that. JC, what does Hollywood get wrong about marriage? Uh, all of it, first. Second of all, like, you have to understand... Like, I, I don't want to fault Hollywood for this, but, like, you're taking what is, for us, even right now, like, almost 13 years plus dating, and you're trying to condense that into a two-and-a-half-hour, if it's a real long, horrible, boring, romantic movie. Um, if it's a better one, it's probably about an hour and a half. Uh, but you're trying to condense all of that into that short period of time, so you're not going to see the the mundane, you're not gonna see the routine, but that is a lot of, like what, what Jackie and Stuart are saying is true, like that's life. Like we got four tiny ones going around right now, like we're just trying to be alive every day. <laughs> yeah, make sure they haven't been lost somewhere. Um, but I, I think for me, like it's just, you know, those small moments they miss out on. They miss out on a lot of the communication pieces, you know, what it means to, you know, balance a budget and book a calendar and things that none of you find exciting are parts of running a household. And so they're not going to put any of that in a movie, but like doing those things well matters. Yeah, it's not glamorous. It's not, it's not exciting on the screen, but it's real. It's real. Kristen, what about you? What does Hollywood get wrong? Well, you actually just said what I was going to say. It's not glamorous. Um, it's a lot what they have said. It's the mundane. It's the everyday type stuff that they don't put in in the movies and the fairy tale type love like yes part of that you can have part of that in your relationship but that's really not what the whole thing is about um, and that's not the everyday day-to-day -day type stuff either so yeah I, well, I think about this does anybody watch the bachelor or bachelorette this is a safe place you can admit to it okay don't like, do that yeah maybe don't do that but also like that's not real like to go on these hot air balloon dates like it's just not real um and that's that's why we're trying to trying to pick this apart a little bit robsy what is holly oh sarah's got the mic excuse me sarah no no sarah you've got the mic what does hollywood get wrong about marriage um kind of like what you're saying with everything is blown out of proportion but also like i just got married and i thought me and robs were gonna have really like steamy makeout sessions all the time and like yeah, you say you, but I see you watching it on Riverdale, so it's different. <laughs> um, but really, like, um, on an episode, Betty and Jughead were, like, 
like this super amazing couple. Like they were always for each other. Um, and then you get married and you're like, who's, who's going to decide when we do that? Um, so I think like last week you were talking about how like sex is totally different um, than what you think it's going to be and it is. It's not, what is it, like it's just not, Hollywood making it seem like it was going to be this, the door closed and then moment. <laughs> dot, 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 cut to morning, <laughs> and it's right? Not, it's just not, so. Man, there's been a lot of answers that were all my answers. <laughs> hey, if you don't have anything else, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I think also just one thing Hollywood doesn't tell you is that people come into marriage with a lot of expectations. And that, like, in, in your dating relationship, like, there was an out. It was, I just send you a text message, I'm breaking up with you, and it's over. But then you're married, and now it's like, you can't just send that text message. If you do, the other person's like, ha, 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 see you in three hours. <laughs> Um, and so, like, there are expectations that come with this now. It's like, well, you were my boyfriend, but now as your husband, now that you're my husband, I expect you to do lawn care. And you're like, I don't like lawn care. I don't like cutting grass. I don't like being outside. It's hot, sweaty, right? And so, like, there are just some things like that. Or, like, now that you're my wife, like, I expected this, this, and this to happen. And so... Hollywood just doesn't portray that. They just portray like, oh, these problems came up, and in 30 minutes we solved it, and they're back in bed, and they're all happy again. And sometimes it's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, who even cuts their grass? Yes. Hey, and one thing, too, about the text messaging, you know, Robsy said that changes. Now it can be something like, hey, um, would you bring me some tea in the back, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to answer this just because... I saw this this week, you know, I, I hate, and this is my thing in Hollywood, when couples wake up and they're like, good morning, dear. <laughs> you know their breath is nasty. Come on, man. Like, get up and go brush your teeth at least first and then come back. Like, that's not realistic. That's not Hollywood. And listen, if that's how it is one day in your house, you're nasty, okay? More power to you. That is not how it goes down in the nunnery household. And, and maybe when we've been married for two decades, we're like, eh, whatever. But, but that's not where we are now. Um, but, but, but what I want you to take from that is Hollywood gets this wrong. I think JC said everything. So stop pinning your hopes on a Riverdale romance or a bachelorette romance. It's not all limos and chocolates and rose petals strewn up the stairs and onto the bed and conflict is resolved overnight. It's just not. How it is. I hope that you got that from everything yes. they just said. Yes. Yeah. You got to clean all those rose petals yeah, up. Yeah, somebody's got to yes. pick those rose petals up. <laughs> like, what right. are we doing? This was sweet, but now I have to clean. Okay. Um, I have some couples specific questions, and, and I've set this up this way because Robsy and Sarah are newlywed. They don't have any kids. JC and Kristen have been together uh, a little over a decade. They've got four little ones running around. And then Jackie and Stuart, uh, they're empty nesters at this point. So a little bit of different, I think, wisdom we can glean from everybody. I'm going to start with my newlyweds. Robsy and Sarah, this is fresh in your mind. Um, and you guys can answer it. And then if you all have some stuff you remember and you want to throw in, feel free to. But specifically, Robsy and Sarah, being married so recently, What's the biggest adjustment been for you just in learning to orient around each other as a married couple? Um, so my biggest adjustment was treating Sarah like a roommate. So I'd like lived with like one friend who I've known from high school. We lived together. I lived in dorm rooms. We're best friends. And I lived with like one of my best friends here in Greenville. 
and then we like got married we come back from rio and it's been like a month and a half and i'm like this is awesome you know we're just like doing the same thing i always did when i lived by myself except now it's with my wife and then sarah sits me down and she's like romsey i just feel like your roommate it's also when i was watching a lot of riverdale <laughs> and Fair enough. i don't feel like you're treating me like your wife and so it was like the hardest adjustment was going from, well, we just, we like spend all this quality time together. Like we've beaten two video games. We've watched all these movies together. Like we've done all these things. And then Sarah to be like, no, but you haven't had conversations with me. Like we haven't talked about these things. You haven't said what's going on in your life. And I'm like, I thought we have. Like, remember that one time we drove to Brookwood for 30 minutes and we talked the whole time, music wasn't even on. But like those things didn't count. And so it was like this adjustment of learning like, how to love my wife differently than how I loved my friends. Um, my biggest adjustment was sharing, which I have a brother, and so I thought that would come easy, but then I have like PTSD that flashes me back to like hiding my food from him. Um, <laughs> it was, you should see us. I want to set you my free brother, from something. My brother. Sarah, just tell you, if Julie, if you listen to this later, I do hide food from you. It happens. <laughs> And I endorse that. If you want to talk more about that later, hiding spots, we can do that. All right, back to you, Sarah. Um, so I feel like that was something I, and like the panic of like, well, if he eats this, what am I going to eat tomorrow? Was like a real thing. Like, it's so silly, but um, I just had lived by myself for so long that I always knew I had enough of everything I needed. And Romsey has like four stomachs. And so I just knew I was going to starve to death. Um, but since then, I have learned to like, give him the things even if I want them and make something Aww, else. Aww, that's an awe moment. Any of our uh, more veteran couples, you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think you just get into your routine of doing things, and so someone does their routine different than you do, and so just stuff like that. Like, And it's still, like, things change, so different things get done differently. Like, it just, you're always adjusting to that. Um, Nothing like, they're not like major things, but like how you do toothpaste or how you, you know, do you close all the, like, do you close the refrigerator when you get something out? You put your clothes in the clothes basket or leave them on the floor. Right next Amen. to the clothes basket. Did y'all see how she grabbed for that microphone? Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. All those things. Yeah. Stuart and Jack, you got anything you want to add to that? Adjustment to being married? Yeah. yeah biggest adjustment when you first get married. Um, well, Stuart and I have a... Our first year being married, um, Stuart had major medical issues. I lost my job. So we had trial by fire our first year. Um, and we worked a lot. Stuart was working full time and in college and um, having seizures. Um, so I would say, you know, that first year was our biggest blessing, though. Yeah, but I, I mean, I th I'm sure a lot of those other things, but we didn't have time for that stuff because we were going through some deep water that sure. first year sure um what i hope that you hear from this one day if you get married is your spouse is 100 percent going to do some things different than you've always done them and that's okay like make some space and some grace and be willing to give on some things i think that's i think that's super helpful okay to my uh to my midlyweds jc and kristen my question for you was how do you keep the romance alive and make each other a priority, especially you guys have four kids. So how do you, how do you make each other a priority and keep that romance strong? Well, I've been joking about it. When we were talking about this question, we were joking, but 
also not joking. So what I told what I told her was she was like, How do we answer this? I was like, here's how I answer this. This is how you keep it alive. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Was that a baller move? Oh, answer? it's a baller. Oh, a lot, a lot of thumbs down. Oh, it feels baller when she's rubbing your muscles, boys, let me tell you. <laughs> it feels real baller. <laughs> no, oh but I, I do think some of it is, I think the two things are, one, you are constantly trying to develop yourself and become a better version of yourself. So that both, yes, the physical part, you know, for me is something that I'm focusing on now. But just every part, you're just trying to improve. And then I think the other thing is just so much of your life is like routine. Like I go to work, I come home, we do meals, we get the kids in bed, we all take a deep breath, and if we have any energy left, then we do something else. What a, you know, most of the time TV, because that's all you have mental energy for at this point in time. But like anything that you can do to like snap like, I'm thinking of, like, what can I do to get her to, like, snap out of the routine to go, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a human being that my husband, he loves me, and he looks at me, and he sees me, and he values me. So anything I can do to just try and, like, snatch out of the routine and go, hey, you're here, and you're a person, and I love you, so. That's good. Yeah. Um, I would say JC is very, like, complimentary, and um, he's always, like, complimenting me and encouraging me and so that is very helpful in our relationship um leaving me notes on like the mirror and stuff so that's very yeah i know it's really sweet um can i can i tell you something he doesn't know know how to say this he's he's the same way around the office about you (laughs) i mean that i mean that he's he's incredibly complimentary of you all the time yep you're So. so sweet I'm not going to say all the time. Like, it's like the only thing he ever talks about, but he's very complimentary. What he says so. out, outside of the home is the same thing he says yes. at home, too. Yes. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Uh, any of our other couples want to throw in on how to keep the romance alive, make each other a priority? I'd, I'd say one of the biggest things is just carving out time with your spouse, uh, taking that time to have a date, spend a few minutes. You know, that's where it's good to have uh, family around. It's good to have uh, babysitters you can call on. You know, even if even if it's just go out to dinner and sit by yourselves and you know just have a conversation, it's a great thing to be able to do. But you got a car; you have to be very intentional about that time to make it. And we joked about this, but sometimes right now it's literally go in the closet, shut the door, leave the kids with the TV on, and <laughs> whatever you can do. <laughs> yes, and amen. Robsy, Sarah, romance. Um, just. The only tidbit I'd throw is that it's not wrong to schedule your romance time. Like to say, like, hey, Tuesday night, it's day night. You know, even if that's a week away. But, like, that gives you, like, okay, like, I can prepare myself. Like, I can make sure that I'm not extra tired after work or that, oh, no, like, there's also this other thing going on. Or there's a fantasy football draft or, you know, I got to get my rookies in order for the rookie draft coming up. Sounds like real life, Robsy. Mm, A little bit. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I hope that you heard from all of that. Make make time for each other to see each other. That's something that my wife and I have talked about. You guys know we have two under two, and JC talked about only having the mental energy to just veg out in front of the TV. And I had to confess to my wife at the start of this year, hey, I, I think we lost each other, and I, and I take the blame for that because we're so focused on the kids, and so we're trying to do better about that now. But it is a constant struggle. It doesn't happen by accident. You have to make each other a priority. All right, Jackie and Stuart, what's the secret to longevity? 
How, how can a high school student who's sitting here wanting to be where you are one day, married for two plus decades, how do we get there? I think um, when, you, when you look at it is you put, it's not just your needs first. It's the needs of the, of the family, of the relationship. And you do that, you, you care about this person, you want that person to succeed. You want them, you know, as a family for both of you and then kids and that too, to succeed. But you, it's, it's about that person and that relationship. And, and don't give up on it. And that's I think something else that Hollywood gets wrong. You watch The Bachelor, you know, go out on a date, have sex with somebody, and like, oh, let's get married. Oh, two weeks later, nah, I'm done. No, that wasn't an option. We got married, and we're married. And, you know, times are hard, and that's fine. They happen. But we stick together. We made a vow. We are there for each other, and we're going to stay together no matter what happens. Yeah, y'all can clap for that one. That's a good answer. I would not. Um, one of the things I think that have been a huge blessing is – uh, my family and my friends who have, from the very beginning, uh, prayed for us and prayed for our marriage and continue to do so. Um, and I think that's a big one, to surround yourself with, with other people who will, even when things are good, to lift your marriage and you up in prayer. Um, I love it. That's a, no, that's a great answer. That's a great well, answer. It was, I mean, it was, but it wasn't. I mean, it, it was, you know, my grandparents and my parents um, just always believed that, and, and I knew from the very beginning that they were praying for our marriage. Yeah. Hey, find somebody to pray for your marriage. And, you know, if you're not praying for your marriage, that's a problem. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your children. It's wonderful. But, yeah, find those people. And even if it's not blood family, you go, I don't have that. Hey, find some faith family who can pray for, for your marriage. I think that's wonderful. All right, for sake of time, and I'm going to leave that one just for, for Stuart and Jackie because they've got the two decades. They get the, they get the blue ribbon on that one. All right, we're going to wrap up. Last couple questions. I want to know, and I'm going to start down here with Sarah. Sarah, how do you encourage Robsy towards Christ? Alyssa's long. Um... <laughs> I'm a massage therapist and I have a client that always asks me about Robsy and um, some of the stories that we talk about um, I would just call my I would tell him that I'm just over watering Robsy I just water him until he grows and um, so to encourage him toward Christ I feel like I do a lot but I can't think of anything in particular would you say it's just a lot of the little things just the, the everyday of, of life little things along like the way I share or? things with him that I've learned and and we have conversations from that, and I ask him about, or I can hear the podcast he's listening to in the shower, um, like the Bible Project podcast, but, like, encouraging. You want to add to this? You on the receiving end? Do you, can you name something? Let me rephrase this. How do you guys keep Christ in the center of your marriage? Like, how do you, how do you make that a priority together? Because, and I'm saying this to high, you, high school student, you want somebody who's going to keep Christ at the center of your marriage. If your marriage ever becomes more about that person than it does about Jesus, you've shifted and you're, and you're in the weeds a little bit. So how do you guys keep Jesus in You mean like center? sharpen him? How we sharpen sure, each yeah. other? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we cut deep at each other. <laughs> um, even now, I just think like we point out whenever we are not being Christ-like or we, I don't know, I feel like 
I wasn't prepared for this question. I, I think that's a good – if you guys can successfully do that and not, like, come to blows, I think that's huge to be able to receive and, and give critique and rebuke is good. Robsy, what about you? Um, yeah, there is a lot of, like, on the fly of just, like, man, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, wow, that was really judgy, Sarah. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, <laughs> that we are both very independent followers of Christ. And to, we don't have to – like, encouraging is good, but I think I picked a good partner who is running the race as fast as I am. So I don't have to constantly be on him or pushing him or, nap, like, worrying or, I don't know. Like, I don't have to bring it up a lot because I can tell by our character or his character. And I can tell when he hasn't been with God because it changes. And I love it. That, like, that was like a bumper sticker. Pick a partner who's going to run the race as fast as you are. That's, that's, that goes back to a lot of what Robsy talked about in week one of this series. That's really, really good. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing it over to JC and Chris unless there was something else. He has to talk about his sin. No, we're not going <laughs> to let Robsy talk about his sin now. Okay, JC and Kristen, how do you guys keep Christ at the center of your marriage? I mean, I think when you hear a question like this, you're trying to find out, like, is there some mystical thing that you do? And there's not. Like, you go to church— you're like for us we're in a small group these people know our life like our small group most most of the people in our small group live within you know a mile of our home they know our kids and so like for us it's just making sure you're doing those things and then just conversations as things happen in life you know what is you know what's the right thing here sometimes it's listening sometimes it's helping somebody walk through you know, I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes it feels harder for me to do that with Kristen only because I don't want to feel like I'm, like, pastoring her. Um, I want to feel like I'm her husband and trying to help her as much as I can in that way. But, like, there's not, like, some, like, secret toolkit you go to. Like, you do the same things as a married couple as you do as an individual, but you're just involved in that part of that person's life of, read the Bible. Are you reading the Bible? Are you praying? Like, it's not as much those conversations. It's just, hey, this happened to me today. And then you listen and you try and point to maybe this is something to think about, or maybe this is the right reaction to have as a follower of Christ. Like, here's something to, to process through. And those things are also things you start praying about, you know, just, just for your spouse. So that's what I'd say. Thanks, because I definitely was panicking. I was like, crap. I don't, are we even doing this right? Do I? But yeah, yeah now, that, that's good. And, and part of what I wanted to come out of this question was that there is no secret sauce. There's no magic kit you can go buy in the Brookwood bookstore, although you should check it out. There's some good stuff. <laughs> like there's, there's not a secret magic ingredient that you're missing necessarily. So did y'all yeah, have anything else you I'll, want to add to that? And I'll say this. She, she may have something more to add, but like that's just, that's not marriage advice. That's just being a follower of Jesus. Like, Social media is telling you, do this Bible study or have this conversation or look at this verse or listen to this song, and that's going to be the thing that gives you this transformational moment with Christ. And transformation only comes from time with Christ. And so read the Bible, pray, come to church, be in a small group, and do the things that people have been doing for hundreds, if not thousands of years in their relationship with Christ. It's not new. You just have to do them. And it's amazing how much you just grow in your intimacy and connection with him when you participate in those, those things. He, he covered it. Was that good? All right, Stuart and Jackie, anything you want to add to all that? Um, I'd say for, for me, you know, it's just that, that relationship. 
that talking to each other and like you're saying, you know, it's just the everyday life things. But I think one of the important things is starting off in the right place to where, you know, there's that, that term, that unequally yoked that you hear. You know, if, if you lash yourself on to somebody who's not a believer, then this is hard. It is because you do end up being the pastory, you know, trying to get that person and then it becomes a thing between you and them about coming to church and everything. So not starting from that point, then going forward, you have that common ground. You can work together. You can get through these these things with Jesus at the center. But I think the relationship wise of just we've had that from the beginning of that's just a part of our marriage. And it's that simple, really. Yeah, you want to add to that, Jackie? Yeah, I mean, um, and it, it it's just the kind of the the waking up and the going about your day, um, and just thanking God for for the for the blessings of marriage. Absolutely, no, that's that's really good. That's good. Okay, I've got one last question for all of our couples, and we'll get ready to wrap up. Uh, I'm asking all of you, we can go in any order, uh, both from each couple, or you can kind of popcorn around. You can even go twice if you want to. What advice would you give married people to these high school students who are dating right now? And, and a lot of it will probably be some of the stuff we've already said, but you know, how many of you are in relationships? Again, show of hands real quick. Okay, hands down. <laughs> how many of you would like to be in relationships? You knew we were going to do this again. Okay, okay. <laughs> Anybody? Put them back up. If you'd like to be in a relationship, look around. Single and looking to mingle. Yeah, come on. Like, this is it. This We're is, here to this help is you. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Family right ministry. So, maybe, maybe my advice would be maybe go talk to that person who had their hand up at the same time you had your hand up there. Um, but our married folks, what would you say to these high school students about dating, about marriage? Like, this is our catch-all. This is it. This is the last question laid on us. Don't ever put another person in the position of making you happy um that's not that's not relationships are about it's not Stuart's job to make me happy and number two my grandmother's advice to me always don't date someone you would not marry don't waste their time don't waste your own that's strong like that's the I'm gonna go back and listen to that on the podcast later, and you'll probably see that on Instagram this week. Go follow us, Crave Brookwood. All right, uh, who else? Advice for our high school students. I would say don't ru- don't try and like rush your relationship to the next the next thing. Like we started dating in high school, dated through college. We were really ready to get married, and we got married at 21. I was still in college, and it was it was marriage is hard. It was really really hard. Um, would I go back and change what we did? No, but at the same time, like, just take your time and make sure, like, you know you're with the one that you want to be with, because once you marry, you can't go back and, you can't go back and change that, and also, I would say, um, expectations are huge. I know, like, when we first got married, I had a ton of expectations of what I thought marriage was going to be like, and even a ton of expectations of JC, and that just, I just held him at, like, a high standard that, of like this perfection and what I thought marriage was going to be like. And sometimes you just have to lower those expectations. And um, I don't know. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Who I, else? I think that um, one of the things to do is find some mature, good Christians who are in committed relationships and talk to them. 
Ask them questions. This is great for us to be up here, but you may not want to, you know, in front of a huge group of people, but go and talk to people. Say, hey, I'm, I'm concerned about this if I'm dating somebody. What, what about this? And then let them talk to, talk to your parents. They're scary people. But find other people. If you're not comfortable with the question, come talk to Kevin. Come talk to one of us. I mean, that's the kind of thing you need to do is not be afraid to ask people. You don't have to do it by yourself. We've all run through the hurdles and still are. No, that's, that's so good. So good. I, I would just say um, things like things that you, as you think through your list of things that you're looking for in a spouse, I would, I would also say start your list with things you're looking for in a spouse and not a girlfriend or a boyfriend because um, those are different lists. And the second thing I'd say is you need to just add wisdom to that list like because like being married is a long haul experience and so if the person that you're married to the Bible would describe as a fool, that's probably not a great choice. Um, and so th those things, and I'll also tell you like in, as much as you can, go out in groups with people like the, the part of putting your self, best self forward is, is true. But if you can see how, um, you know, when Kristen and I were dating, we had a group of probably six friends, and we would see how each other would act around other girls, how people would act around other guys. You know, what, what, were, that, what were those experiences like? Uh, how did they manage conflict? How did they communicate with different people, different types of people, those types of things? And then for me, this is a personal one for, for me, I had to go on a date with Kristen's dad before I could go on a date with her. And like to some of the girls in here, you may be like, oh my gosh, please don't tell my dad that. But I will tell you, for me as a guy who was not a chump, if you've ever met her dad, he's like six foot three. He was a professional power lifter, and he's also a physical therapist. So I would tell my buddies who was asking me, like, what was that experience like? I was like, well, he could crush me with his bare hands, or he could crush me by the knowledge of my body. Both of those things are incredibly intimidating. But, like, it meant so much to me that her dad cared enough about who she was dating that I knew this was not some, like, it wasn't a fling, like it, this was a serious thing that I was getting into, and I think that just raised the stakes um, for me. And like some of the expectations are, her dad is awesome. Like we live next door to her parents, um, which I could talk ad nauseum about what I think about family for that, but we chose to do that. Um, but her dad's amazing, and so even though she doesn't put this expectation on me, I do feel like because he's such a great man, like I want to achieve that. Like, I want to be as good as her dad is um, for her and my family. Um, and so he set an, an incredible standard. Um, and so that's some of the challenge, too, is just, you know, I, I, want, to, I want to be more like him. Um, so th those things. That's awesome. All right, newlyweds, what's your advice to these dating high school students? Um, I would say just to guard your heart. Um, when you are dating someone, you do not have to paint the picture that they are going to be your spouse with this house and this dog and these children and that car because then you, like, get so invested in it. Whenever you lose that person, it feels like you lost that whole reality. Um, that and also not to give girlfriends or boyfriends husband and wife privileges. Um, that person, <laughs> the expectations, they aren't meant to carry in that role. 
Um, and then to piggyback off of all of Kevin's sermons, like um, soul ties are very real things and you can't take back physical action. And um, being married for a year, um, we've had to work through a lot of that together because um, we both had past histories with that. Um, and I know you get so tired of hearing it, like, but it's so important to understand why things are the way they are. So yes, talk to people who have different like stories to tell you because there's wisdom to glean. And don't think that because your relationship is a cute Instagram story that when it gets bad, it can't just, you can't throw it away because you're dating, you can break up. Um, yeah, man, don't, don't settle and don't compromise and stick, right, don't stick date to your losers. list, guys. Make your list. Stick to your list. Yes. Don't settle. Don't date losers. Don't date losers. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Robsy, bring us home with some advice for our high school students. I'd say this is pretty much only applicable to the guys, but one thing that's really helped me is looking at Sarah and saying, I'm supposed to love her like Jesus loves the church. And that means that I'm supposed to be able to present her to God spotless and blameless. So when I'm mad at her or when something goes wrong or she leaves the fridge open too long, like at the end of the day, I'm supposed to still be able to present her spotless and blameless before the church. And so sometimes just having that, even that mental image or just having that phrase just to keep ha like going through my mind, it just really helps put a lot of things in perspective and it just overall just helps us have a healthier relationship which you could probably even do in your dating relationships, but don't give them the privileges of a wife. Can, can I have one more thing? Absolutely, go. Um, when you guys are in a relationship with somebody when you're dating, if you argue and if you fight with that person, don't think getting married to them is gonna fix it. That is <laughs> not the truth, okay? So if you, if you are doing that in a relationship when you're dating, don't, don't take that and say, I can make this better. And then when you do get married, and if you're having those issues, don't say having a kid is going to make it better because that <laughs> changes everything. So just, just pay attention to how your relationship is with that person. And if it's bad, if it's negative all the time and all you do is fight and argue, that's not a healthy relationship. I'll also say you can stay pure until you get married. Like, I, I remember being in y'all's seat when I was in high school, and every youth pastor or speaker that I ever had would say, hey, like, it's going to be, it's not, there's all this stuff you're going to have to deal with if you, you know, have sex before you get married. And, like, I did. So, like, that's the, like, that's the sad news. And I remember being in y'all's seat and going, seriously, no one has, like, I had never heard any speaker ever say, hey, it's wonderful. If you, like, if you don't do that before you get married, it's wonderful. And so for me, like, I wish it was a pure motivation. It wasn't. It was prideful. I was like, somebody has got to be able to do this. And so that's us. Like, we, that's our story. And so that's not a shame to anybody's story. Like, your story is what God has given to you. But, like, you can wait, and it's wonderful if you wait. And Sex is still great if you wait. Like, it, it's not less great because you waited until you got married. And so for me, like, you can, you can do it. Guys, you can do it. Ladies, you can do it. Um, but it's, it's not easy. Like, I think 
there's a whole lot of pressure to have sex, but the, like there's a lot of speakers that say this now, so I'm just repeating what they say. But there's a whole lot of pressure to have sex before you get married, and then once you get married, there's a whole lot of pressure to not have sex. Uh, and so you will fight both of those battles. Um, and so I know it feels like, like, hey, all the time, let's go. And that's, you know, the enemy doesn't want that. And so, you know, that's just something to consider and think through as well. I just want to point out my favorite part about that was, yes, you, you were pure, but there was a part of that for JC that was competitive. Like, I'll be the one who, who can withstand if no it one was, else and will. It, listen, man, I'm not, I'm happy for this, the moment that we have of like, that's our story, but like, it's prideful. Like, that's what it sure. comes down to. I wanted to do it because nobody else could see me like, like, that's not righteous. That's awful, but. No. I just love that because I know you, and it just yes. makes me chuckle. Yes. We all, that we is truthfully all, we all know that. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's what I'm going to say to you high school students. Uh, first of all, has this been helpful? Has this been good? Would you give our speakers a round of applause for being here tonight? None of these couples up here are perfect at all, but they love Jesus, and they love each other. And that's what they're about. So here's what I'm going to say to you. We actually don't really have a lot of time for small group. Uh, if you want to gather with your small group for just a few minutes, pray together, encourage each other, that's wonderful. You can do that. If you want to come, I didn't even ask them, but I'm just I'm volunteering them for this. If you want to come and just say thank you or ask a follow-up question or say something encouraging, but please nothing mean to any one of our three couples, please feel free to do that. They'll hang around for, for just a few minutes, but they may have to get out of here soon. So come sooner rather than later. Um, know that we love you. Know, again, if this is your first time, you're like, this is the weirdest church service I've ever been to. It is not like this every week. Next week, we're starting a brand new series called Testify. We're going to talk about what it means to be the church outside of the church. So I hope that you'll join us for week one of that. Let me pray for us, and then you can move in whatever direction you need to move. God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, who died in our place to take the punishment for our sins. God, thank you that he is alive and he is coming back one day. My prayer for these high school students is they would focus on that love relationship more than any relationship else in their life. God, would you help us to keep you at the center of our hearts and our minds? And God, as we pursue romantic relationships and dating and one day perhaps in marriage, would you just help us to walk in wisdom, uh, to love as you have loved, and to just keep you at the center? We love you. Be with us now in Christ's name. Everybody said Amen. Thank y'all for being here.